0: Hey everybody, and welcome to the Throwin' Up Bricks podcast. I'm Jared, he's Jake. Ribbit, ribbit. Nice. Uh, welcome to episode two, the
1: Eastern Conference Recap. We made it. How about that? Yes, sir. The network bigwigs decided to pick us up for the whole season. Oh, God, if only. Jeez. Um, yeah, so... we.
0: We know this pod's going to come out a little later than we'd like. Uh, Sorry about that. Life just kind of got in the way. I'm sure everybody feels that. Um, But we're back, and we're ready to talk some ball.
1: East style. Yeah, cheesesteaks, clam chowder, folded pizza, subways, homeless people, all that jazz. All that jazz.
0: Except the jazz are in the West, so probably not the jazz. Um, (laughs) Yeah.
1: So this pod will probably drop late Thursday night. Uh, That's late in terms of West Coast time. Because spoilers, we live in California. So it'll post after the first couple games, uh, but we think that's fine because it's only West teams playing Thursday. Uh, so this will be a preview of the East.
0: Uh, yep, thank God for that little scheduling quirk. <laughs> it's actually perfect. You can listen to the Eastern Conference recap here on Friday morning as a sort of last minute ramp up to Friday's games,
1: just like we played it. Oh yeah, so going forward... We'll stick to a recording schedule of Sunday night, Tuesday night, and Thursday night uh, to keep those three days a week planned as promised. Yep. And depending on how long it takes me to edit, they'll
0: probably drop the following mornings. Probably. Um, So look for us on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings. Probably.
1: Yep. Yep. That's all the housekeeping we have. Remember, you can always reach out to us via email at throwingupbricksjj at gmail.com. That's throwingupbricksjj at gmail.com. The podcast name followed by JJ. No spaces. Simple as that.
0: (laughs) Simple as that. Yep. And uh, we're available on Podbean, of course. But good news. We're also officially on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Amazon Alexa, and I'm just kidding. That's it. Um, But we are working on Spotify.
1: A lot of legal work. You're welcome. Yep.
0: Well, kind of, yeah. Uh, so without further ado, let's, uh, let's get into it. Let's get into the official Throwing Up Bricks Episode 2, the Eastern Conference Recap Pod. Pod, 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 pod. boo Let's hit it. So, uh, Episode 2. Before we get into the meet at Eastern Conference, uh, I kind of just wanted to mention real quick how last episode we didn't make any predictions. And I think at the end here, we should uh, maybe make our predictions for both conferences. You know, just things in terms of like which teams make the playoffs, any potential playing games, maybe some funny picks, like which player we think is going to break bubble protocol first <laughs> or next, I should say, because it's already been broken multiple times. <laughs> um, sound good? That's a good idea.
1: That's a great idea, buddy. Okay
0: um awesome so should we begin at the top like we did in the west let's hit it let's hit it all right all right so the bucks cream of the crop literally cream town usa um oh, what do you think about those jerseys by the way
1: terrible name PR <laughs> department deserves to get fired kind of like it I don't know why. <laughs> you think it's kind of funny
0: Uh, (laughs) everyone's going to want a cream city Jersey (laughs) when they go out of style next year. Um, yeah. So the bucks, um, when we left off cream of the crop, uh, Eastern conference, 53 and 12 numero uno seed. Um,
1: I, yeah,
0: I don't really know where to begin. They've been so dominant. Um, I mean, they've had one of the most dominant seasons ever by, by van metrics, right? By offensive rating, defensive rating, net rating. I think by net rating, they're having the sixth best season ever behind a bunch of Jordan teams, one of the LeBron teams, and the, the recent Warriors. Um, it's scary. Yeah. I mean, in terms of offensive and decent defensive rating, they are first in defensive rating across the league. Um, and they're seventh in offensive. Is that right? I think. Yeah. Um, so, you know, top ten in both. Um that's uh, very indicative, right? Very indicative of a championship caliber team.
1: And um, they're built like a championship team. They have a megastar in Giannis. Yep. They got two of the best wing defenders in the league. Modern-day Shaq. Yeah, in Bledsoe and Middleton. They got two of the best outside defenders. Uh, they're deep. A lot of young guys coming off the bench, like DiVincenzo. A lot of shooters. It's, oh, yeah. it's scary.
0: I like Dante. Jordan of Delaware.
1: Oh, yeah. i think at one point during the regular season they went on like a what 14 15 game winning streak something like that so once they they get rolling and they figure out and they're hitting their threes i I just don't know who's going to be able to beat them
0: yeah i think um i think a lot of people pin down on the fact that they don't have a second star quote unquote um but if you look at middleton's numbers this year i mean it's not super flashy right you know the points per game don't pop out of you it's only Mm 21.1 um but the efficiencies he's shooting at, I mean, he's almost joining the 50-40-90 club. He is literally .001 away in the field goal percentage. So he's shooting 49.9% from the field. Um, and then he's shooting 41% from three and 90.8% from the free throw line. So he is just the tiniest sliver away from hitting a 50-40-90 season, which is insane.
1: He's a star, no doubt. Not a superstar, yeah. but he's a star.
0: Yeah, so I, I don't think people give the the respect that he deserves on his name. I mean, he's a great defender. He plays the two way game. He does little things. Um, he's kind of the star you want behind um, behind an all world talent like Giannis, right? Um, because he, he's not gonna he's not gonna soak up a lot of the limelight. He's not gonna complain if he doesn't get the shots. He's just he's there to be awesome. He's um, a
1: perfect he does, compliment. Agreed. Little things, yeah. um,
0: And then obviously their their deep deep team is the main strength, right? Oh yeah. Um, no, well. okay. Second main strength, obviously Giannis is the main strength, but um yeah, number one defensive rating, not not on pur- uh, not on accident, sorry. Definitely on purpose. Um
1: Whoops, yeah, just I've walked on so your
0: defenders. Yeah. <laughs> got so many long arms, so many rangy defenders. They can guard anything. Bad. I mean, Eric Bledsoe's arms are probably as long as Kyle Kuzma's, so. Yeah. Uh. And
1: they shoot the most threes in the league, I believe still. At least they did they at did. one point. They so they're just up. they've cooked onto that modern metrics. They're playing that way, and they have the modern day shack, as you said, just dominate people in the paint. Um, they really do. It's going to be a terror watching them in the in playoffs. But let's yeah, move so on the, to the next team, if we could, because I got a lot to say about them
0: before we move on. Um, I, I wanted to say I think the one thing we need to watch out for for the Bucks in the playoffs is how teams address the Giannis problem. So in years past, they've basically just kind of dared him to shoot um and i don't see why their philosophy would change right why not just pack the paint sag off him and dare him to shoot and he's honestly just gonna have to step up and if he doesn't step up i don't know um he's much better this year so maybe he can find a way to still force himself into the paint and just dunk on fools left and right but um i think that for me is the one thing to watch because he was kind of shut down at times last year when when teams modify the strategy to Mm -hmm. just keep him perimeter So, um, that'll be what to lock, watch out for. Maybe in these eight games, ramping up teams will try some variations on defense that, to to pinpoint that weakness in their team.
1: Um, yeah. So, moving on. Good point. Uh, well, I wanted to get to the Raptors is because my prediction is that the Raptors will be the team coming out of the East. Ooh, spicy! spicy. All
0: right, oh, ICP yeah. leading the spicy selection. They okay. got
1: the championship pedigree. They're deep. They're defensively smothering. And I just think they're coming in healthy, relaxed, ready. I think they're really going to They are somewhere. coming in healthy.
0: Oh, yeah. That's huge for them because they were, they were nursing a lot of injuries coming into this. And if I you think look at their
1: season, bad. they were fantastic all year. They, they still play like a returning champion, even without their superstar.
0: They did. They are de- deserving defending champions. Um, no doubt about it. Um, I think – yeah, between them and Boston, I'm having a real hard time picking a second banana in that conference. Um, but the Raptors are awesome. I mean, Siakam. People kind of forget a little bit, but he started the season on fire. Like mm-hmm. the, he was generating legitimate MVP buzz um, those first month, that first month of the season. Um, so yeah, they're not to be slept on. And Kyle Lowry, you know, normal Kyle Lowry season, his ornery old self. <laughs> taking charges in the all-star game you know
1: <laughs> that's what he does um, he's a bulldog that's what he
0: does and van vliet man has stepped it up huge this season i mean I, I don't remember his contract situation but if he bet on himself this year based on his performance in last year's finals that bet paid off in spades because he has been a legitimate starting point guard in this league i mean he's been fantastic it, it's hard to name 10 point guards better than him this year mm-hmm. um he's going to get paid in the offseason. I think I think this is his contract year, so I think he's going to get the money.
1: And the X factor, three-time NBA champion Patrick McCaw. <laughs> NBA <laughs> champion Pat McCaw. Yeah. He's got some rings on him.
0: He's got some rings from riding that pine in Golden State. Oh. <laughs> yeah.
1: Call him yeah. the number jack.
0: Yeah, they'll they'll be fun. Um Yeah, they'll they'll be fun. I I believe in the Raptors. You know what? I'm going to go with you. I'm inclined to believe that they'll be strong, but I'm not going to go as far as saying that they'll come out of the East. I think – I believe in Giannis and and he just carrying that team on his back. Um, So what are we going to say about the Celtics here? Um, If we don't say something nice, Bill Simmons, if he ever listens to this, might kill us. Uh.
1: Uh, I hate to admit it, but Jason Tatum is a superstar.
0: I hate to admit it, too.
1: We got Lonzo Ball (laughs) instead (laughs) of Jason Tatum, and it's going to (laughs) haunt me for the rest of my life.
0: Hey, Lonzo got us AD, man. That's how you got to think about it. That's how you got to think about it.
1: I have to say this. Did you see Lonzo tonight? I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure I could beat Lonzo Ball in a three-point shooting contest.
0: I wrote down in my notes here when I was watching that game that um, Lonzo still can't hit a shot unless it's a wide-open layup or a wide-open three. Unless it's one of those things, he cannot hit the side of the backboard.
1: Unless he's dribbling, doing that step back to his left.
0: Yeah, I, I don't care how much better his shot looks than the crap garbage it was. Like
1: Mm-mm.
0: he still can't hit the side of a barn. I mean, he should be on our podcast. He throws up
1: bricks all the time. It's <laughs> it's pretty hard to watch. And with the no crowd, you could hear the clank every single time. It was yeah. brutal. It's right. brutal. Sorry, Alonzo. Anyways, it's all <laughs> Uh okay. Celtics.
0: Um, I mean, what are we going to say? Oh, So Jason Tatum, I'm sorry to derail you there. He is a superstar, I agree. Unfortunate, uh, though it may be for our draft stock. Jalen Brown, pretty close as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kemba, uh, I'm a little worried about Kemba. So he started the season on fire, right? And he was everything they wanted him to be. He was the the locker room gel. He was the antithesis of Kyrie Irving. And then he just kind of broke down. And so I'm Mm -hmm. left wondering if, Charlotte saw this coming with his knees and this is why they didn't extend him.
1: Yeah. But I think this four months off, I think he's going to be okay. I think he's going to come back a little well-rested, a little healthier. Obviously if he's still injured, then that's, you know, a career defining injury at this point, but I have hope that he's going to come back and he's going to be the same Kemba he's been, and they're going to be a dangerous team.
0: Yeah. I haven't, I haven't watched him in these like lead up games, preseason games. I don't know what you call them. Interlude games. Scrimmages. Scrimmages. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm um i haven't watched him but i heard uh a bunch of podcasts talking about and a bunch of reporters saying that he's still having trouble with his knees and it Mm -hmm. has been like you said four months i mean what was he doing in this interim that he's still managing this pain in his knees yeah that's scary uh knees are are a big trouble you know they're a big sticking point for nba players so especially for those those going to his size right right and a guy who who needs to stop and start and change pace and direction so quickly it's um it's a little scary for me so i mean i wish him well because i love kemba as a player
1: i'm with you there so
0: yeah uh i guess the only thing not to talk about for them are, are there two other guys which nobody really mentions ever which is gordon hayward and uh, this year gordon hayward did play well um it's too bad he broke his hand um and that kind of derailed them because he yeah he started the season like gangbusters and then when, after he came back from breaking his hand, he, he kind of struggled a little bit, almost shades of last year. Um, but then he did start turning it around right before the, the, the hiatus. So I don't know. Hopefully he comes back uh, more like he started the year than when he came back from the hand thing. And Marcus Smart, we should, we should at least give him a little bit of, of respect and do because uh, he's perennially disrespected, I guess, right? Um, as a defense first guy who does play make a little bit on the side. You don't really think that much about him, especially because his career shooting from three is almost as bad as Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Uh,
1: He's much improved in that area though.
0: (laughs) Yeah. He has much improved this year. That's the thing. So, I mean, if he's hitting threes at a 36% clip or whatever it is, he's hitting it this year. um, That's respectable. And that's more importantly, something defenses have to respect. Yeah. So that, that's huge for them. He's the Uh,
1: modern day, Tony Allen. He's reincarnate.
0: Modern day, Right. So if he can get a shot like Tony Allen never did, then. I mean that would do wonders for him.
1: As much as I hate the Celtics as a franchise, I really like the Celtics team. I like their players and Laker I hope I hope are. they do well. Until they Laker. face the Lakers, then they can take a hike. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh I don't think they'll get that far. I'm hoping. Fingers crossed, man. Oh, fingers cross. Hope. Well, fingers crossed we get that far. But um yeah. Oh, geez.
1: Another one of my uh, favorite teams, the Miami Heat. I love this yeah. team. Are they really next in the standings? Jeez. Oh yeah. They are i i love this team they're
0: they're a gritty team they're a miami team you know they're a pat riley team
1: Mm -hmm. they're a
0: you know well i don't know if they're a pat riley team because pat riley did coach um showtime but they're a jimmy butler team for sure i'll work hard every single day (laughs) and most importantly tell everyone how hard you're working every Mm -hmm. single day
1: (laughs) You you gotta show them or else it doesn't matter
0: yeah you, you gotta make the phone call to call reporters up to your house uh, your apartment in the middle of the night to show them that you're sweating in the, your room dribbling a basketball all night. how will
1: they know if you don't post on instagram that's how the world works
0: that is he does it for the gram
1: but he also does it
0: so that's more than a lot of people can say especially yeah. uh you know certain gummy uh lovers um hey he played amazing He did play amazing tonight. Um, Spoilers audience. We are recording this on Thursday night, Um, but yeah, Dion played awesome. (laughs) Um, Sorry. We won't touch any more on that. We'll save that for the next podcast, but (laughs) Um, yeah. So 41 and 24 fourth in the East. Um, They had two all-stars this year, Jimmy and bam deservedly. So bam played awesome. He rose to star potential. Um, it'll be interesting whether he gets the max next season. I think um, he I've it. heard talk that they will they will postpone that for a year. They'll do like mm. the the contract thing where they um, they don't pay or they pick up the option and they wait to give you the max extension for one year. Yeah, um,
1: trying so we'll to see save how that cap goes. Room.
0: They're trying to save that cap room for uh, the big fish, the big Greek fish. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah but um, Miami uh, was sixth in offensive rating this year and. Twelfth in defensive rating, so not not too shabby,
1: you know. Not too shabby Um, at
0: all. Not the top five, top five, or the top ten, top ten rating you generally look for in title contenders. Um, But I don't think that's disrespecting them to say that we don't consider them a title favorite.
1: I don't think anybody had them playing this well this year.
0: I don't think so either.
1: I think they're the Eastern version of OKC. The expectations were low, and they're young boys. Bought into the system, followed their leader, their veteran grizzled leader, and and that's where they are. I think those two teams are actually pretty parallel.
0: Yep, and an understated part of their success for for me is um, Goran Dragic being amenable to coming off the bench there. Oh, yeah. Um, He's been a a starter ever since he took over for Steve Nash, and uh, this is the first time he's kind of stepped back. Uh, Injuries kind of made him at first, right? But then he, even once he was back healthy, he, he conceded the starting role to Kendrick Nunn because it was just working for the team.
1: Yeah, he's 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 really taking on a new lease on life here, and he's playing well.
0: Yeah, so kudos to him for stepping back for the team. Yeah, so i, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past them to make it, you know, past round one. Um, I have a hard time seeing them beat anybody above them in the standings here. Yeah, uh, and even Philly. I mean, I guess we'll get to Philly because they are just an enigma wrapped in a mystery. But
1: overrated. <laughs>
0: yeah, maybe. Maybe. Um, I think the last thing I want to say about the Heat is the Andre Iguodala thing. Is it going to matter? He looked a little bit washed when he showed up yeah. uh, after that trade. Um, the counterpoint is that they didn't get him for the regular season. They got him for the playoffs, the postseason. So mm-hmm. maybe he comes alive like he always does. Um, and maybe he's that big wing, that big rangey guy that you can throw on Giannis for 10 minutes, 12 minutes, 15 minutes in a playoff game uh, and slow him down. Maybe that's all they need. That's the hope. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to uh, the Pacers, right?
1: Another team I really like.
0: Yeah. I like them too. Mr. Smooth up top of Um He looked really good. He did look good. Um, do you have a grasp on that whole situation? Every time I try and think about it, it confuses me. So, like, he didn't want to play because. He wasn't healthy, but he didn't want to say he wasn't healthy. So he said, I'm healthy. I just don't want to play. Yeah. And then the NBA said, well, we can't pay you because you're healthy, you said. And you don't want to play. and We're not paying other people who are healthy and aren't playing. And then his team was like, well, we're going to pay him anyways because we love him. We want him to come back. Then he was like, well, maybe I might play because I feel pretty good in practice. I don't know. This is a mess.
1: <laughs> that's, you know, it was very well told. That's exactly what happened. And I'm glad because I love Depot, and I'm excited to see him back. I'm excited to see what this team can do now that they've got all their players back. They got TJ. They got Brogdon. They got everybody back.
0: Uh, they are missing one big man in the middle. That's true. Um, and I think that's a huge blow because I don't know when he'll be back if even in time for the playoffs. Um,
1: Unless they make it out of the first round.
0: Yeah. I mean he hurt his he, he had to have surgery on his foot, so or his ankle. I don't remember. I uh, how high ankle. foot it was. Um yeah, that's not easy to come back from. No. Ask Steph Curry. Yeah, and not quit <laughs> not when you're that size either. Not when you that size. It's even harder. So we'll see. Because I mean he was their all-star this year. There's no way around that. Um and he was killing it. I mean, the way he mashed dudes in the post. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch Arvita Sabonis. Um but I'm kind of hoping that this is what he would have been like on the up-and-coming swing. Um, Except he was half a foot, Manus, foot taller. Sabonis, yeah, he was half a foot taller. But, man, is Sabonis is fun to watch, man. DeMontis yeah, is, is awesome. Um, he's got vision. He's got some of his dad's vision. I don't know if he has all of it, because, again, I didn't watch Tarvitas, but he's got some some playmaking chops. Um,
1: he reminds me of Pau Gasol a little
0: bit. He That's a very good comp, actually. I hadn't yeah. thought about that. If he stretches his range, he could be Pal.
1: Much better rebounder, I think, than Gasol. He's better the way rebounder. he rebounds is, I think, is key to the Pacers' success. He just he just controls that paint.
0: Yeah, he doesn't have quite the finesse yet. He more mashes guys in the paint, mm-hmm. but but yeah, that's a good comp though. I like that. Uh, yeah, I like the Pacers, but if they're missing Sabonis, it, it's hard for me to see them going too far because yeah. we keep waiting for Miles Turner and he just never shows up he's like that perennially late friend or the the friend that like says he's going to show up says he's going to show up and then the party's ending he's like sorry i didn't make it
1: i tried and then he (laughs) slaps your drink out of your hand yeah (laughs) three times a game
0: oh man yeah i just wish his potential will kind of play out because defensively he's a beast uh he's one of the best defensive bigs in the game but Mm -hmm. offensively he just can't put it together he can't get his shot going at the same time that he's actually work, doing work down low and he can't can't play make quite good enough at an NBA level. I don't know.
1: I have good hopes I, for that team in the future. They're all young. They got a good core. Um, I'm excited to see what they do next go. year. Let's just hope yeah. they can make a series competitive here in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, and hope they keep uh, keep Victor. That'd be great. Um,
1: okay, let's move on to
0: your favorite team.
1: Boom.
0: <laughs> yeah the 76ers 39 and 26 sixth in the east bunch of spoiled
1: brat. <sighs>
0: where to begin with them
1: all right before i start hating on them i love me some al horford so he he doesn't take into consideration any of the stuff i say he's he's different
0: yeah fair enough yeah, if you want to go ahead or do you want me to
1: i can go i'll go ahead uh, i'll go ahead I, i'm on a roll right now so yeah go for it ben simmons I looked at the – I believe it was um, uh, Bleacher Reports, uh, Mock, uh, all NBA teams, and they had Ben Simmons on the third team instead of Russell Westbrook, which (laughs) I don't agree with. They have comparable stats. Westbrook has way more points. And I just think Ben Simmons is the most overrated player in the NBA. He's great, no doubt. He's a star. But come playoff time, he is useless in the modern NBA. He's he's actively hurting that team on offense in the modern NBA in a playoff situation. Yes, he can guard anybody. Yes, he's Magic Johnson in playmaking, but you can't have your primary ball handler unable to shoot out of two feet. It just doesn't work. Yeah, it's kinda of, do you remember that was that in the playoffs last season
0: when he he had the Ofer game? <laughs> yeah and they photoshopped the picture of him on top of Wilt
1: holding yeah. just the zero instead of that the Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, that was great. I love that. (laughs) Uh, And don't get me started on Joel. Just, he should be putting up 35 points a game. He should be dominating people in the paint. But just like all modern big men, he thinks that it's more effective to shoot threes. Not when you can't make them efficiently. Get your butt in the paint and get 25 and 10.
0: Because every time he tries to go in the paint, there's 15 guys there already. Because Al Horford is a nominal shooter, Ben Simmons cannot shoot. Mm-hmm. They just they don't have enough shooting. Like all their backups are non shooters too. That's why they had to put Shake Milton into the starting lineup here because they just were desperate for some spacing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of feel for him because he's like, yeah, I'd love to be on the block, mashed, and dudes like a modern day Shaq, but there's five people in there every time I go in there, and yeah, he does fall in love with the three a little too much though. He, he, despite all that, he should be down low more.
1: Um, you can put a lot of that blame on the front office for not retaining JJ Redick and not adding more shooters. That's a
0: very good point. I mean, I guess they thought that the people they did acquire would be better shooters. You know that Tobias would be consistent on the on the wing there, and that I am um, blanking on the guy's name from Miami that they got in return for Richardson. Richardson, thank you. Um, they thought he'd be a more consistent shooter. I mean, he was in Miami. He's kind of sucked this year.
1: Yeah, he's had a pretty down year.
0: Yeah, and then they just I don't know. They didn't keep a lot of the auxiliary guys like Bellinelli and stuff that they've had in years past to just shoot you yeah. know off playmaking. So they're just starved for spacing. And that's uh that's rough in the modern NBA. So their defense is awesome, but what what do you make of that home road split just craziness?
1: That's that? what I was gonna say. The one positive thing I could say about the Sixers is they don't have to play on the road. Yeah. They're playing in a neutral site, and hey, maybe that doesn't work for them. Maybe they can only play well. In Philadelphia, after they've had their cheesesteaks, and yeah. cursed at people on the sidewalk, who knows? But yeah, all right, I'm sick of talking about the Sixers.
0: We'll we'll see if that split translates to this bubble, though. I'm kind of curious which side it will fall on. Is this a is more away or is this more home, or do they fall right down the middle?
1: Because I think it's more in the, of the middle.
0: middle. They were the best team in the NBA at home, 29 and two, and then they were worse than the Knicks on the road, 10 and 24. 10 and 24. So like Ugh. I. Maybe it'll be right down the middle. I'm kind of hoping it goes the other way and they're just garbage, though. <laughs> It'd Me be too. kind of fun to just watch it implode. Although I kind of like Brett Brown, so I don't really want him to be the the next stick to fall in that. Uh, uh, whatever. Let's move on to the Sixers. They're depressing.
1: All right, the Nets. Another, speaking of depressing, the Brooklyn Nets.
0: I cannot believe we're already at the bottom this fast. Yeah, the Nets.
1: This is where we hit this massive drop-off where none of these teams are even remotely contending. So we can yeah. probably move through these last three pretty quickly. Yeah. I mean, the Nets, this is supposed to
0: be a bridging year anyways, right? Yeah. Um, so from that sense, it's not that much of a disappointment. They made the playoffs even without Kevin Durant. So that's cool. Um,
1: Basically without Kyrie Irving, as we were talking about before the episode.
0: We were talking about it before the episode. You're right. That I mean, he started the first – I think I had it pulled up here – he played the first one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. He played the first 11 games and then he missed a bunch of the year. He came back, he played four games, he missed a game, he played two games, he didn't go with the team, he missed a game, and then he played three games, and then he was done for the year again. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he played like 20 games all year. So I don't know. When you have that sort of personality in and out, in and out, in and out of the lineup, It's got to be tough on the rest of the guys, especially guys like Spencer Dinwiddie, who are like, I have been grinding since I was a a late pick way back when, and I've been like making a name for myself. I'm borderline all-star, and this guy is just like in and out, in and out, saying crazy stuff, face of the franchise. He gets to make the decisions. Um, I don't know what went wrong with Atkinson, because all of a sudden he's gone, the coach that built this team up from the bottom. Yeah. Yeah got, you know, got them to be a team where Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving wanted to go to. Um, I don't know how that went badly. I don't know. It's uh it's, it's weird. You would think getting those two superstars, we'd think of the Nets in a positive light, but it feels way more negative than last year.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't want to say anything bad about Kyrie as a person. I think while he says some weird things, I think he's a good person at heart. I think he does a lot for his community. Um, I don't think he's a bad guy. But he has some horrible leadership qualities. He's clearly, this whole season, was vocal about how this season doesn't matter. When his teammates were working their butts off, winning games, trying to get a feel for each other, he's in and out of the lineup and talking about maybe that guy won't be here this year, maybe we'll get rid of him, we need another piece. I just, I don't know that he realizes that that's detrimental to a team.
0: Yeah, when your teammate's saying that, in the middle of you, like, trying so hard during a season and not giving, I mean, that's just a mental drag. It's a huge exactly. mental drag and when it's, when it's supposed to be one of the leaders of your team, when it's not supposed to be, then you can probably shrug it off and just say that guys, you know, at the end of the bench, who cares, but he's more or less the face of the franchise while KD's re- recovering. So it's tough. It's, it's, it's starting to be a very obvious trend from stop to stop yeah. to stop. Agreed. Um, And I don't know how much longer we can kind of play it off as, oh, it just wasn't the right fit. Um, Yeah, I don't know.
1: I'm interested to see what happens next year. I think they're going to have two of the top, when healthy, two of the top 10 players in the league. But I don't think either of those guys are good leaders by themselves. I think both the teams, all the teams those guys have won with, they had a primary leader or leaders in case of the Warriors and KD. So it'll be interesting. But As far as playoffs, they're not going to win anything. I'm excited to see about Crawford. That's going to be awesome seeing him back in the NBA.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Jamal, they brought some guys out the streets, man.
1: (laughs) Hey, this dude dropped 50 last time he picked up a basketball, so who knows?
0: He did. That's all he does is pick up basketball and play, man. That's how he works out. He's in
1: practice. Yeah. This is his environment.
0: Yeah. I mean, they're missing Spence. Uh, He's not, he hasn't joined them yet, I don't think. Um, they're obviously not going to have Kyrie or KD. I mean, mm-hmm. they are strapped for playmaking. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's the Karis Levert show. Maybe he'll have a coming out party and he'll just be a stud.
1: I hope uh, so, because I thought he was going to be a star last year.
0: Yeah. I mean, he showed flashes, and then he just he gets hurt at inopportune times. But mm. let's move on. Let's move on. Unfortunately.
1: All right. The Magic. Um, don't have much to say about their playoff hopes. Obviously they're not going to get much done, but I am excited for the future. They got a yada, yada, lot of young guys, uh, and their vet, their star. And I really like that guy from FSU. What's his name? Oh, Isaac. Yeah. Yeah. He looked yeah. phenomenal in the scrimmages. He did. And he looked really good at the beginning
0: of the year before he, I don't know, this guy's, it was his ankle too. These guys solve all these ankles problems. It's weird. Mm, those uh, low tops. Those low tops, that's that's a good point. Um, Yeah, they do have some interesting young guys. The problem is they just keep drafting power forwards like every year. (laughs) I don't remember the last time they didn't draft a power forward. Um, Yeah, and they're still trying to fit like – I mean, they're still trying to fit their guys from like four drafts ago. I mean, Aaron Gordon is still a tweener where to put them. Like,
1: I, I don't
0: know. It's it's a weird team because they don't have a super superstar, right? Which is a, a prerequisite for making it far in this league. Mm-hmm. Um, far in the playoffs at least, right? I mean, their top scorer is Vukovic, who's good, but I mean, his all-star berth last year was kind of a good stats, bad team kind of vibe to me. Um, empty stats, empty calories. Even yeah. 48 has kind of turned a corner this year. He's scoring a lot more efficiently now, which is cool to see. He's playing some defense so that's that's nice um but Aaron Gordon took a step back almost I mean I think his it feels like he's been
1: doing that for the past few years yeah
0: he's just regressing because I think he's been stunted for too long he's been shoved in roles he wasn't meant for for too long and uh maybe he's maybe he's truly like a small ball five maybe that's what he's supposed to be um I mean he's strong he's strong enough to to guard people sort of like a draymond does right um he's bigger yeah um he he's doesn't really have a great outside shot i mean he's had like one year i think where he shot over 35% or exactly 35% and the rest of the time it's been low 30s and this year it's 30 flat so he doesn't have an outside shot so it's hard to project him as like a a standard wing in the modern yeah. nba so maybe he just needs to be you know commit to defense be the small ball 5 and then just run the floor and use his insane athleticism to just get jams all the time i don't know
1: um, we'll see what happens. Um, so I yeah. I just hope Fultz gets it together and finds some confidence. I hope their young guys get their experience, and uh, yeah, maybe they'll look forward next year and they'll they'll have more confidence in themselves that they were a playoff team. That's about it.
0: Yeah, maybe they'll turn Mo Bamba from reclamation project into contributing NBA player too. That'd be cool.
1: Mm, I think he's going to go the way of Thon Maker, unfortunately, but I hope not. I think so too.
0: They just uh, Thon Maker, who you played. In an AAU game before. That's true.
1: When I was in eighth grade, and he no, was not I, very good then. He played Tuna maker. He was not very good. Good times. He was very skinny. <laughs> um, even skinnier than he is now, believe it or not. Yeah. All oh, right. No. <laughs> Washington Wizards. Do we even have to waste our time on this team? God, it is so sad
0: that they had to bring Washington in just because they needed numbers and money. Because um, 24 and 40, are you kidding me? A team that's 24 and 40 should not even have a shot at the playoffs. Like no. They should have been mathematically eliminated during the regular season before the hiatus, honestly. but
1: I mean, hey, they were fun to watch because they put up points, but they couldn't guard a paper play. bag. They could not.
0: Uh, and they're missing players, so I don't even know what there is to talk about. I mean, they're yeah. missing their best player uh, in Beale, and they're missing their best shooter in Breton. So I don't uh, – I mean, they don't have a chance, do they?
1: No. I don't even know if they're going to win a single game. That's my prediction. Prediction part two, the Wizards will not win a single seeding game. You know what? I'm with you there. I'll take
0: that Uh, because I just don't see who they beat. I mean, other than the Nets in like a futile skirmish between two flopping teams. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe Rui's awesome. Maybe Rui comes out of nowhere and he's the next Dirk crossed with Yao Ming. I don't know.
1: And I do Uh, like Shabazz Napier, but they just don't have the numbers.
0: Yeah, Yeah, they're just... I don't know what else to say about them. I mean, I hope Mo does well because I kind of miss Bogner. Um,
1: They have all our old players. Thomas Bryant, Isaac Vonga. They got a bunch
0: of them, man. And I kind of wish we had gotten Brutons from the Spurs. They were giving them away from nothing. We should have taken them for the peanuts that they wanted
1: in return. (laughs) Uh, He would have been great on the win. My last words for the Wizards is, hey... At least you're not the Knicks.
0: They are not the Knicks, and they probably will never be because at Thank least they God. have Beal. <laughs> all right. And Wall coming back at some point. Whew.
1: Well, we did it. We did it, and probably quicker than the last episode. Yeah, um, much quicker. A lot less yeah, to talk yeah, about in the yeah, Eastern there's Conference.
0: <laughs> there's really f- five contenders, and one of them is missing a key player, so it's it's tough. Yeah. Um. All right. So let's get into some predictions how about that all right let's do it um so last episode we did not do any predictions for the west i noticed in retrospect and foresight um how about we do that now so let's recap both conferences now that we've done both and kind of just give some predictions that we have okay Um, if you want to start go for it all All
1: right western conference i have the lakers and And the Clippers, unfortunately. (laughs) I wanted to put the Rockets in there somewhere. uh, But watching this game, spoiler alert, the Clippers match up pretty well against the Lakers, even without their third and fourth best player. So they are dangerous. uh, My hope is that Anthony Davis dominates in the playoffs like he did tonight and the Lakers get passed. But I'm going to be honest with you, the Clippers are scaring me a lot. Yeah, they're scaring me too.
0: Um it's tough. Their superstars are wings, which sounds just like a flat point, right? But in today's modern NBA, that's the most important position on the floor, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, having a wing who can handle the ball and be your main engine on offense while also guarding other engines of offense. Like <laughs> They've a, got wings. two of them. They've got two of them, two of the best. So maybe the two best uh, outside mm-hmm. of the one that we have. So yeah, it's it's tough. Um, because they match up so well with LeBron and they can just rotate onto him all game long. And they got other guys they can throw at him. I mean, they can just tire LeBron out. Um, they're so deep. They're so deep. And so it's going to have to be the AD show. I think that it's, yeah, it's a, it's reductive. Um, but I think it's a solid argument where it's basically like if AD balls out for a series, I think we have his chance. If he doesn't, it's really hard. LeBron's going to have to summon some age 30 energy out of nowhere. Um, I
1: think the only way we're going to win is if, like tonight, our role players hit their threes. That's the only reason we won. Kuzma.
0: They heated up in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Dion,
1: JR, all these guys coming off the bench got to be able to hit threes.
0: That's true. If they can spread the floor and be semi-respectable three-point shooters, then we can open the floor in the middle for LeBron to drive and 80 to jam. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. That's a very good point. Yep. Uh, Okay. So Lakers Clippers uh, face off in the, in the conference finals,
1: Lakers in seven
0: Lakers in seven. Ooh, I would love that, man. Um, I agree with you. I agree with you. My big uh, prediction in the West is going to be that I 100% believe the Blazers are going to get the eight spot. Um, Wow. I don't know how they'll do it. I'm kind of hoping I, well, I mean, it definitely will go to a play on game. Um, Yeah.
1: They're only three and a half behind, right?
0: They're only three and a half behind. It'll just be whether they're up or they're down mm-hmm. um, on the Grizz in terms of, like, do they have to win one game or do they have to win two to get in? Um, but I, I don't think it matters. I think no matter how many games they have to win against the Grizz or the Pels or whoever's, they're facing for that play-in sort of style, which I'm kind of excited about, like, playing games. Those are kind of high-stake, cool stuff. But,
1: That'll be I fun. mean, I'm not
0: I'm not betting against Dame. Are you kidding me? Like, No. I mean, this team, as currently constructed is basically like a reigning conference finalist. Yeah. Uh, last year. Plus Whiteside. Plus, plus Whiteside and Carmelo. <laughs> They've been playing well. Both of those guys have played well this year. I'm all through a shade. They've been playing well um, given the situation. So, yeah, I mean, they're basically the same team plus stuff. So that's scary. That's not an eighth seed. You know, that's a conference finalist. So, yeah, uh, that's my prediction. They're going to be the eighth seed. Easy. Lock it in. Um, yeah, my and I, I think the Lakers will come out of the West. Uh, maybe that's Homer talk. It's probably Homer talk. Um, Lebron did not look great today. Uh, Lebron did not look great today, but uh, I believe I believe in AD. So I think this is his shining moment. Um, how about the East? You got any predictions for the East?
1: Like I said earlier, I think the rappers are coming out. They beat the Bucks in seven in the conference finals.
0: Raptors coming out, beating the Bucks in seven. That's a oh, spicy yeah. take. Spicy P leading the Raptors past the Bucks.
1: Ooh, baby. I got another take for you. Check this one out. The Pacers fall to sixth. The Heat stay at four, and we get Sixers, Heat, first round. Heat win in six.
0: Heat win in six.
1: Well, Write it down, the-
0: folks. Six. Mm-hmm. I mean, I believe in you. One, you said it was so much conviction. How could I not believe you? Two, the Sixers are just, i we talked about it. They're so hard to pin down. I just don't, I mean, maybe you just can't rely on them for a full series. So I, I, I see it. I see Jimmy Butler just taking it to them, nasty style, every single game and just kicking them, uh, you know, kicking their butts up and down the court and kicking them out. That's a good prediction. Um I predict that nobody will watch Eastern Conference games. Though. <laughs> there are so many bad teams over there now. Um, no, um, I.
1: Ah, how many games are the Bucks ahead?
0: I want to predict something crazy with the Bucks. The they are up
1: six and a half on the Raptors.
0: Ooh! Oh my God! I'm going to say the Raptors catch the Bucks in record. What? Yep. I'm, I'm going to say they do it.
1: Are you okay? Nah,
0: I'm just kidding. That's that's probably way too much because the Bucks would have to yeah. lose so many games. But I kinda wish it would happen because otherwise it's such a boring race because in my opinion the Bucks are just far and away the best team. So Yeah. If they get the one seed and they have to face the cakewalk, that is the magic or the nets or whatever, um, I mean they're just gonna roll through their second round opponent because they'll have basically played no meaningful basketball yet, and they'll be fresh as heck. And And then they'll just, I don't know, they'll have a huge rest advantage on whoever they meet in the conference finals. And I'm, I think injury or exhaustion or I don't know, Giannis getting run down are pretty much the only ways that they don't win. Um, So I don't know if I have a crazy prediction there. Oh, here's, here's one though. Um, I do predict that Jason Tatum will average 35 points per game in these eight games leading up to the playoffs.
1: Wow. I think
0: he's going to go nuts. I think he's okay. ready ready to step it up. I mean, oh, based okay. on how Bi played today, like, these young guys are raring to go. Um,
1: so that'll All be right. my
0: weird prediction. Any more predictions? <laughs> I got nothing, man. I, I think we should just wait for the games and see how these teams respond to this long layoff because they could respond in a myriad of ways. Uh, it'll be, today, it'll so.
1: be interesting and it'll be exciting. So let's end this pod with something fun. Fun, fun,
0: fun. Yeah, um, we thought it might be interesting. Um, Jacob informed me earlier today that uh, 2K had acquired the rights to make football games now, with the NFL license. With the NFL license, um, which is game breaking, you know. Now, now they're gonna have to make. You know, it's not just Madden out there, right? Thank um, God,
1: some <laughs> competition. Yeah, some competition finally to force Madden to make a decent video game. It's the worst thing that's happened to both Madden and 2K is that NBA Live and 2K Sports stopped making their competing games. So they get to sit in mediocrity. Yep. They, they had to do the, minim, the bare minimum. They just had to update rosters essentially, and they were
0: fine. Um, so in, in light of that though, in um, light of this awesome news, we thought we'd do like a cool top five, top 10 sports video games of all time. So we'll call it top 10 overall, but we're each going to do five, like our personal five. All right. Um, and if we overlap a little bit, we'll kind of brainstorm the rest out. Because we probably will overlap a little bit because we're brothers and we played a lot of the same games growing up. So A lot. <laughs> um, mostly against each other. So do you want to go first? Or do you want me to?
1: Uh, why
0: don't we go one at a time?
1: Okay. I like
0: that. I like that. I like that. All right. Um, I'll go. I'll go. What's, so, what's your first pick? My first overall pick. Dun 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 dun. If you know, if I had the the cool sound from the draft, um, NBA Live two thousand five, good choice, number one pick. Um, that was probably the video game that introduced you and I to like the competitive video game basketball scene. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we spent hours playing. I mean, I was the Timberwolves. I don't know how many times, and I don't know why. I, I guess I just like shooting with Wally Zerbiak. Um, that was the <laughs> Raptors. Um, what? That was the
1: Raptors you were the throwing half-court right. lobs to Vince.
0: <laughs> oh, those are the good old days when you could just throw lobs from anywhere and it was almost impossible to stop. <laughs> uh, but that game was great. I mean, it wasn't too complicated, in my opinion, looking back. So I haven't played it for a long time. But looking back, in my opinion, it was great because it wasn't too complicated yet c stick just you did basic moves spin moves with the c stick and then you just shot and it was it was a little harder to block nowadays than nowadays and intercept passes so you got to do a lot of what you wanted to on offense yeah
1: compared to today's games it was basically playing atari essentially
0: yeah. it, it, it's it's dated for sure but all right man was it fun.
1: I'll one up that one my first pick is nba 2k 11 now if Not nba bad. live 05 was our introduction to competitive basketball 2k 11 was the perfection of it it was possibly the greatest 2k ever made one of the best nba seasons ever oh we had a lot of fun with that game that was a great game oh yeah that was a great game and the soundtrack fire oh
0: so many 2k soundtracks are fire so that's one place where i don't think they've let up i think they've they've gotten or they've, they've at least held to their high standard in that respect agreed um, tradition, tradition so i, I like that That's a good, good choice. Um, So since we did not specify these at to be basketball games, um, I'm going off basketball here. Um, I'm going Madden 08. So I know we just got over trashing Madden, but Madden 08 was uh, similar to NBA Live 05, was sort of our introduction into the love of uh, video game art form portraying sports um, in terms of football. Uh, Because that was the year where – I really fell in love with the Eagles again um, or, or or reinforced my love with the Eagles. So uh, spoiler alert, I'm an Eagles fan. Uh, If you don't follow football, that is a Philadelphia Eagles professional football team. Um, And in 08, uh, they were quarterbacked by Mr. Donovan McNabb. He of the hall. Um, And Brian Westbrook was our running back who in real life got injured all the time. But in the video game, was indestructible, so
1: <laughs> he was awesome. essentially Russell Westbrook, but football,
0: yeah, he's, he's Russell Westbrook, but so another Westbrook just put a football in his arms and put some pads on him and let him just run through people. It was, it was great. I love being the Eagles, you could just chuck it with McNabb and run with McNabb because he had legs. Um, but that was also the year when uh, uh, Michael Vicks last year on the Falcons, right? So, um, that he was always fun to play with. Um, I mean, he was broken. I mean, you, you basically had the fastest player in the game at the quarterback position. Right? Mm-hmm. So you could just do whatever you wanted. So I don't know. I love that game. That was great.
1: All right. My pick I'm going back to basketball with NBA Street Volume 2. Man. Oh, this you game just was put one awesome. on my list. Oh. Ooh, I knew it was on your list. I had to do it, though. <laughs> All right. So basically, for people who never played it, this game was the NBA jam of our generation. Oh, it yeah, was basically. completely cartoonized, just this ridiculous version of basketball where you could jump hundred feet high and dunk on people. But it was awesome. It was also like, I think it was like 2003 it came out. So you had prime Kobe and Shaq. You had all these awesome early two thousands players. That you could bring to the streets, all these lessons, legends, create your own player. It was just the perfect basketball
0: game. It was great. Oh man. Yeah. You could create your own player. That was great. <laughs> oh uh, that was a great game bum you took it off my list but i'm happy you had it too because i'm glad we were overlapping here um uh, all right so i'm gonna keep it off basketball again and i'm gonna go really off book i don't even think people are gonna know what i'm talking about i'm going mario strikers oh <laughs> for those who don't know um uh, Nintendo has forayed into the sports games uh, sort of over the years, right? So they've done Mario Tennis and Mario Baseball and Mario Strikers is their attempt at a soccer game. Um, but it's a legit, awesome soccer game. Now, you're not going to have all the moves available to you in like a FIFA game, right? It's much more basic than that. But it is fun as heck. Arcade um, styles. It's arcade style. Yeah, arcade style. So you're just like... And you can mash other players. So <laughs> there's a way for you to just like body chuck people <laughs> and steal the ball from them. Um, you can spin move on people. You can do these like weird passes and stuff and like crazy shots from across the field. I don't know. It was great. It's like an arena uh, football uh, soccer game. So it's, I don't know. I highly recommend checking it out. Although I don't know if you can anymore because it was a Keep game. Um, but yeah, Mario Shakers, awesome game. I don't know if you agree, Jake, but I loved it. I agree too
1: so I'm going to move on to less childhood games and more games. I played a lot in college with my buddies, and this one's going to be uh, NHL 94 on the Sega Genesis.
0: I don't
1: know if you've ever played this game, but it is pure arcade hockey perfection. So simple yet so precise and advanced. Whoa. What a game. It's hard to get people to play because it it's on Sega Genesis and you need like a CRT. Uh, but if you're a nerd and you got that stuff lying around, pick it up off eBay, get some friends. You'll have a great time. You'll <laughs> have a great time. I'm sure it's a
0: great, uh, certain, uh, style of beverage game. Um, <laughs> uh, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to, you took NBA street. That was going to be my next one. Uh, I'll throw out NBA 2k 17. Um, I don't know where it falls in the Pantheon of 2k games. Um, But I loved 2K17 for it's um, my career mode or my franchise mode, whatever you call it, um, where you run a franchise. Um, It was the first I think it was the first season where they let you like put protections and stuff on picks. Um, And so I had so much fun just being kind of like a GM of this fantasy team that I created um, and just like simulating seasons. Um, like I would simulate an entire seasons. I wouldn't even play the actual basketball games. I would just simulate the games and do it only for like the GM aspect. You know, doing the trades, getting some picks, scouting players, all this stuff. Um, I don't know. There, there's something addicting about like running your own team, which is, uh, I guess, why so many people fantasize about being a GM, uh, myself included. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I love NBA 2 uk 17 for for that purpose exclusively.
1: I played a lot of that too. We played a lot of 2K. The only thing I remember about that one is that the startup screen took forever and I hated it for it. It Besides that, great game. All right. My fourth pick is going to be going back to the GameCube gaze. I'm going to pick Super Mario Baseball, another Mario title. Now, I like it. One thing about us is we don't give a hat's rat about baseball. Would you agree? Yeah,
0: more than agree.
1: (laughs) We never played it growing up, mostly because our dad didn't like it. So he never exposed it to us. Thank the Lord. So (laughs) this was our pretty much only time ever playing, watching, or thinking about baseball. And it was fantastic. It was was like everything baseball isn't fun, exciting, fast paced, and something you'd actually want to play. That's all I got to say about that. Super Mario Baseball, check it out.
0: In baseball's defense, it is fun to play. Way more fun to play than to watch, probably, just in general. So, um, (laughs) uh, okay. So, since NBA Street Volume 2 was taken off my list, my last pick is going to go with an old classic Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. Oh, yeah. Um, I sucked at that game. So, that's probably the only game on this list that I objectively sucked at. although I don't know how good I was at NBA Live because all I did was beat up on you, Jake. But, True. <laughs> uh, uh, but Tony on Pro Skater 2, I sucked at it, and yet I loved it. I loved just trying to pull off the craziest tricks. Um, I loved how your character would wipe out countless times, hurting themselves beyond all measure, um, and then just get up like it was nothing. <laughs> um i don't know i I don't know how you feel about the skater games but that that was the one game that i I loved i fell in love with that skater game
1: i love them now uh but i remember the one you're talking about we used to play it at our neighbor's house and i was really little so i never got to play so i was just watching other people's play and i just remember jamming out to that soundtrack all those old like late 90s early 2000s rap and punk songs perfection
0: I don't think that's just a general sports game rule. Like, their soundtracks are just legit. They're just better than other things. I don't know. True. Good point. Better than a lot of movies. They're better than other genres of video games. I don't know. They're just good.
1: I'm pulling out for my last pick a game that is probably terrible, and I wouldn't recommend you play it, but it has a special place in both our hearts, and that is Backyard Basketball. Featuring Kevin Garnett, probably circa 2001.
0: <laughs> I, love PC out, I love it.
1: <laughs> oh my God. This game was the most basic and childish basketball game ever. But uh, all you got to do is give the ball to Pablo Sanchez. And it's like you got MJ and LeBron's body with uh, <laughs> Bull Bull's height. And you just start demolishing kids. And there's oh, nothing yeah. more satisfying than a probably four foot five little. Backwards hat wearing kid chucking it from half court. That's that all, all I gotta say about that game. Check it out.
0: Great. I, Lisa Leslie, underrated character in that game. Um
1: oh, dominant. And <laughs> <Then> the wheelchair <laughs> kid. Could stroke it.
0: I forgot his name too. It's been a. I mean, it's been a minute, so it's probably been what 15 years or more
1: since we played that? Oh, oh Yeah,
0: probably. Um yeah. Kenny. All right. Kenny. That's a poll, man. Way to go.
1: Woo, what Can a way man. to end it too. Let's end it on. <laughs> Let's end it
0: on that. So we did go a lot longer than I thought we would. I thought we would end it like 45 minutes this time, but we we talked about video games for like 10 minutes. So sorry. Classic us. <laughs> Um yeah. Uh do you have any closing remarks or anything? Or should we just sign off?
1: Um well For our listeners, not every episode is going to be like this from now on. They're going to be probably 30 minutes, maybe a little less. Uh, we just thought we'd spend enough time. The first couple going down both conferences, setting up the bubble, introducing ourselves, all that jazz. So following these, they're going to be a lot shorter, more digestible and more frequent throughout the week. What about you? You got anything to say?
0: No, I, I would just second that because we'll have a lot less content. I mean, we had to go through both entire conferences here. I give our thoughts on every single team. And I think from here on out, we'll, uh, we'll kind of just pick important games or storylines from that week to talk about um, and I think we'll we'll vamp less than that <laughs> so yeah they'll be shorter um, all right well uh, I think we did a good job we kind of we we're a little sticky at the beginning there but we, we smoothed it out along the way
1: hey we're um, figuring it out we're newbies we're, we're getting the we feel
0: It out, and you know what I'm having a great time amen, amen. all right well, uh, it was great spending spend some time with you guys. Uh, we'll talk to you in the next episode um, of the Thrown Up Bricks podcast. Uh, signing Get out for now. A
1: boo. Get a boo,
0: Jake. Peace.